Thank you, Tom, for coming on to um, Calico Properties, one of the first podcasts. <laughs> just wanted to get um, some more information about yourself and just the journey in terms of what you're looking to achieve as an individual and as a company. Um, so yeah, go ahead. If you could give me some more information about where it all started really and truly. Cheers, Aaron. Um, thanks very much for the invite as well. Um, I guess, yeah, the journey started a couple of years ago, myself and Rob, my co-founder, we were best mates from university. Mm-hmm. We lived together there and then we experienced the pain of trying to find other flatmates. And we found after leaving university, people traditionally move out of a property and then you need to find someone else to live with or you need to find other flatmates. And the existing sites that we were using were very dated. We found it very difficult to find people that you were matched with. Um, and we thought, we looked at the market, we saw that there was a need for disruption. And we looked at other industries like dating, recruitment, and they were all using algorithms to match people up. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to develop a flat sharing platform which focused on people first rather than just properties, which is how other sites traditionally do things. Okay. So, yeah, that was the kind of basis behind Ideal Flatmates. We developed an algorithm which matches people up based on compatibility. Launched a couple of years ago, and as you now know, we're kind of growing very fast. Mm-hmm. We're getting 10,000 properties listed on the site each month. Yeah. And we're developing our tech to ensure that we have the best matching technology out there. Okay, wow, that's really interesting. So when you and, was it your friend Rob, was it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you both went at university. How old were you guys then? So we're at university from 18 to 21 uh, years old. Mm-hmm. Um, lived together there. And... Yeah, I mean, it was just, it kind of seemed crazy that there was nothing helping people find. So Spare Room wasn't out at that time? No, Spare Room was, but yeah. that was the kind of point. That was the site people used. Yeah. And everyone we spoke to was like, this is, it kind of does the job in terms of there's a lot of properties on there, but yeah. there's no element of personality behind it. Okay. So you're often left with 20 people sending you messages. You don't know who you're going to be compatible with. Of course. Other than you see a photo and a very brief description about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the process of finding a flatmate was very time consuming because you'd have to trawl through lots of different people's profiles. Yeah, You'd end up going to meet quite a few of them, which would end up being very awkward kind of first date <laughs> slash job interview. You're trying to impress them and say you'll be a good tenant or a good flatmate. Um, so yeah, I mean, sites like that were out there, but we felt like this, we wanted to build something which made it more personal and more easy to find people you're compatible with. Okay, so what was in between um, university and Ideal Flatmate? Were you working for another company? I had a few different careers, yeah. I um, I worked in politics for a few years, okay. which was interesting. <laughs> worked for a couple of MPs. Just oh, did you? Yeah, politics was always something I was interested in, and it was a passion of mine. Um, and then I worked in political lobbying and PR for okay. a few years. So kind of different careers, but... Um, yeah, they kind of set me up for an entrepreneurial kind of career because you know, in both those, all the jobs you had to do a lot of kind of self-starting. You had to work out for yourself how to go about the jobs. Um, and yeah, this idea came up about three years ago just through a conversation with me and Rob. And then we kind of started pursuing it slowly but surely. As you know, you've set up your own business. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of challenges in the initial yeah, days and months. Um, but we kind of, we believed in what we were doing. We believed in the concepts and we've kind of pushed on from there. Okay. So how many years has Ideal, Ideal Flat Baby running for? So we, we launched a couple of years ago. Okay. So it's still pretty young. 
Um, we, we've raised two rounds of investment now and we're just raising our third kind of Series A round at the moment, mm -hmm. which has really helped us grow a lot faster than other companies in the space. Of course. We, we've got a fantastic team now. We've got about 25 employees across different uh, sections of business, such mm -hmm. as marketing, sales and tech. And yeah, the exciting thing is we, we've launched it across the UK now. We initially focused on London just to get a really strong group of users in one place. Mm -hmm. But we've now able, been able to launch in Birmingham, Bristol, Manchester, Nottingham. So all the bigger cities? Yeah, exactly. We're kind of going after large cities with yes. a lot of renters. Mm -hmm. And the plan is to be fully UK-wise by the end of the year. Okay, that's really interesting. So the way you differ from Spare Room as a, as a company is by the brand values in terms of finding good people to live with each other or people who are compatible with each other? Exactly that. And it's kind of been borne out by the research that people don't leave a flat because the shower's broken mm -hmm. or because, you know, it's a slightly small kitchen. Yeah. They leave it because they don't get on with the people they live with. Of course. And it's a huge headache for landlords and agents as well because when you get people moving out, you're losing money, you avoid periods, and that's a headache for them. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to build something which helped solve the main issue behind flat, flat share breakdowns which was the personality clashes. And it, you know, we did a huge research project when we launched the site. Mm -hmm. We interviewed over a thousand flat sharers and asked them the hundred, a hundred questions which we thought were relevant to happiness in a flat share. We then worked with two Cambridge academics, two professors, psychology professors, to boil that down to the 20 most relevant questions. Okay. So we now ask people 20 questions about their lifestyle and living habits when they sign up as a flatmate on the site. Mm -hmm. And then we match them to other compatible people in that area. Okay. So people can see a screen from 100% down to 1%. You can kind of swipe through, almost like a dating app. And then you can see the people that you're matched to in a given area. Then you can start engaging with them, but with the kind of confidence that you've got some basic level of compatibility with those people. Okay. Wow. That's really good. So was that at the beginning where you didn't have any funding for the company? Or was that when you had the first round of funding? No, that was pre-funding. So that was, Rob and I put some of our own money in just okay. to basically set up the research projects, build the initial tech. So you know, neither Rob or I were developers. So we, we literally typed in cheap Romanian developers in Google <laughs> and fortunately found people who were quite decent. And you know, I've heard some horror stories about startups that have got terrible coders in the early days and it's gone all wrong. Mm -hmm. But we were lucky to get really good developers on board early who helped us build a prototype. We were able to get that live, get some initial traction so we could see month on month, basically mm -hmm. just organically without any real ad spend, okay. that there was growth. And that gave us a confidence that there was something there, that there was a need for what we were developing. And we were fortunate enough to meet people who had real property expertise. So we've got some of our investors are people that have been estate agents, mm -hmm. property developers who really understand the space okay, and they've been value-add investors. So one of them sits on our board now, one of them's given a huge amount of his time to kind of help us develop the site and find the right markets for it. Okay. So fortunately, we, we met some really good people early on that believed in us and helped us raise our first round. So how long was it you and Rob working for just the company, just you two? Well, I mean, initially it was about six months before we got anything live. Okay. Just me and Rob. Mm -hmm. Then we raised the funds and then that allowed us to start building our team, yeah, exactly. start hiring, hiring employees. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, you know, our first employee we hired last January, so 16 okay. months, 18 months ago. Okay, so you've grown it to 25, a yeah. team of 25 yeah. within 18 months. That's really good. Mm. That's rapid growth, don't you think? It is, it's, but it's kind of, we feel that we've been quite sensible with it. We've only hired people when we know we've needed to hire somebody. Okay. As in, you know, a lot of startups will raise funds and then suddenly hire 20 people and then think, <laughs> what are we going to do with them? But of we've course. kind of, we try to do it as lean as possible. The 25, so about eight of them are freelancers are kind of offshore, so it's, okay. it's sort of 15 full-time employees. But yeah, we've, we've, we've tried to do all we could. I mean, it, the, probably the weirdest thing was Rob and I obviously initiated everything. As mm -hmm. you, when you start a business, you do it all. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of realize, okay, I can't keep doing that. I can't keep doing that. And you hire people that are obviously yeah. a lot better than you yeah, of course. into those roles. And we've kind of, you know, gone step by step and hired when there's been a genuine need for it for the company to keep helping us grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been quick growth, but it's kind of, it's felt fairly steady in a funny way. Okay, so what do you think now in regards to Ideal Flatme and its growth with the users? Is that something that's been growing quite substantially? It has. I mean, we've we were looking at stats the other day, and it's been about eighty-eight percent growth in the last twelve months in mm -hmm. terms of properties coming on the site, and also flatmates signing up. Okay. So we get three hundred thousand users per month now coming to the site, um, which is obviously. Yeah, 10x than, than it was a year ago. But it's a huge amount of growth to go. I mean, if you look at Spare Room, they're still yeah, the biggest player in the UK. Of course. We're pleased that we're now number two. So we've we've gone from nothing to number two in 18 months, which we're delighted about. What kind of traction do you think Spare Room are achieving on a monthly? So from looking at their stats, they get about 80,000 rooms a month. They get 80,000 rooms? Yeah. And what do you get? Across the UK, that that is. Okay. We're, we're 10,000. Okay predominantly London, and we're just now launching across the country. So there's a long way to go to kind of get there. I think the, the really exciting growth for us has been in the built-to-rent market, yeah. as we were just discussing kind mm -hmm. of off-air. But um, that's a sector that's growing really, really fast, and we've kind of tapped into that market before any of our competitors. Yeah. We've been able to develop our tech in a way which suits them. Mm -hmm. So we've developed a group matching feature, which helps match up our tenants and puts them into two and three bed empty properties. Okay. Which is completely unique in the industry. And you know, it's exciting that we've got them now coming to us asking to sign up and asking to list with us rather than us having to Chase do a hard sell yeah, to them. And they've got pipelines of hundreds of thousands of properties over the next few years, which we've kind of secured now. Perfect. So it gives us, you know, real confidence of growth over the next eighteen months or two years. And a big part of our focus is initially we focus on getting properties onto the site. Now the kind of shift is to make sure we've got enough flatmates and enough tenants mm -hmm. coming to deliver value to those property owners. Okay. So that's why yeah, a lot of our marketing over the next couple of years is going to be around brand building, awareness raising to really grow that side. Okay. And what are the plans in terms of building that for yourselves and the company? It takes a bit of a shift because, I mean, most of our marketing so far has been digital and a lot of that is you know, CPC-based, conversion rate-based, and you try and optimise and very carefully if you spend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with awareness raising, you know, there's an element of risk to it if you're going to stick up loads of tube ads or, you know, big you know, radio campaigns yeah. and things like that. There's a risk and mm -hmm. you're going to waste some money. 
but it's just about shifting the mindset internally really to you know where spare room still beats us is on brand recognition yes exactly we can do what we like in terms of google ads facebook ads but if a user just thinks where am i going to find a spare room they a lot of them won't type to google i need to find a spare room they'll just go to the site so all the more we can do around seo organic brand awareness is going to help us drive down those cpcs longer term okay and in regards to well personally when i would look for a bedroom when i was first looking for a bedroom and mm. um, back at university i would say i would just type in room to rent yeah and then obviously spare room would be the first one up but if you type room to rent now mm. the first one will, will be baddie because mm. they've got well i've read into it they've got a lot of um investment mm. pushed into their company yeah and they're huge in europe yeah um but i've spoken to them quite a few times and they offer a lot of free services at the mm. moment in, mm. in regards to going around to a lot of our properties, taking professional pictures, uploading it all for us. Mm. They've got a feature where you could import your room um, through just a copy and paste. Yes. Um, is that something that Agua Flatmate are planning to do or? Yeah, it's something we're looking at. Um, Baddy, as you say, are very well funded. So they've raised about 30 million. Yeah. Uh, from from Spain and yeah they're raising the game a bit I mean fair play to them they've come in with they've got a great tech team they're developing the platform in a very interesting way yeah and there's something that we're you know closely aware of there are challenges to launching a new city I mean a lot of in a new country sorry a lot of the people we've spoken to they've used them have said there are certain issues around their user base and the user profile being from Spain and not quite understanding where yeah. the properties are. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, teething problems. So, yeah, I mean, the, the way we look at things, there's kind of three players in the market now, which is Spare Room, Ideal Flatmates and Baddy. Okay. Um, and a lot of the other sites that were like, I mean, when we launched about 15 sites ahead of us, um, you know, over the last 18 months, quite a few of those have kind of dropped away because they just haven't had the investment, they haven't had the the resource to keep improving. But us three are kind of leading the way in terms of developing the sites, making sure we're attracting enough users. And I think we'll be here, you know, there'll be a race between us really over the next few years. You don't think Facebook is in one of them? I think it's obviously a way that a lot of people find rooms. Yeah. Um, It'd be silly to see them as a competitor just because, you know, it's a massive global player and for them room sharing is a tiny micro percentage of what they do in on their marketplace so you know i don't think it's really worth us kind of trying to compete with them we just have to accept some people find it that way yeah exactly as some people find properties by word of mouth and you know by just talking to friends yeah of course there'll be there'll still be a huge role for portals like ours to play and help people find people from, to live with from the experience i've had in regards to the room um, industry the most rooms that we would close deals on will mm. be spare room in, in, in order. It'll be spare room, um, Facebook, mm. Ideal Flatmate, and then Baddy. Mm. But then recently, a lot of people on Baddy are very, it's building quite rapidly because mm. I will get messages regularly on Baddy and they do recommendations, but it wouldn't I wouldn't say it's as good as your algorithm in terms mm. of finding the perfect applicant mm. or the f- perfect tenant for the house. Um, but in comparison to spare room and ideal flatmate, I would say 
the interface on Idle Flatmate is so much better mm. than Spare Room because mm. Spare Room is literally like a list of rooms and mm. it's on a small column yeah. and the images are really, really small and mm. you can't really see too much information. So the way you guys have presented it is is a way that you can, in my perspective, push past them. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something negative then. I was worried. <laughs> uh, no, cheers, man. That's, that's really nice to hear. And, you know, We've got a fantastic design team yeah. who are constantly innovating and we take a lot of user feedback. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the key things for us. We'll constantly be emailing our users. Yeah. And as you know, people like Max and Eliza will yeah, be on the phone course. to you constantly trying to ask you how we can improve. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's something we learn quite early on that it's much better to get things out there, get products live, get developments live then hear from our users what they think of them mm -hmm. and then just change, change it to suit you guys and see what you guys want rather exactly. than spending months and months on development, not showing it to them and then releasing it and assuming everyone will be happy. Mm -hmm. It's better to speak to people that are constantly using the site. And like you say, that the way we present our listings, the way we present our algorithm is you know, basically being taken from user feedback and mm -hmm. it's how agents such as yourself and landlords want things to be displayed. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I'm pleased. Really You're more than welcome. Um, in regards to the branding mm. that you're looking to possibly grow, um, obviously, like you said, Spare Room have the bigger presence in comparison to Ideal Flatmate. What is your strategy in terms of pushing it to the next level? It is tricky because, like you say, they're such an established player. Um, there is a gap in the market, though, for somebody to really take the balls by the horn and say, we are the tenant's finding place to be. And we are the place where you're going to find good quality flatmates. Mm -hmm. Because the rental market has changed so much that more and more people are, are renting for longer. And renting is becoming a way of life for people. It used to be, and when Spare Room started, which is potentially why it's set up as it is, it was kind of a stopgap in between university before you went to buy a home in your late 20s. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, people are renting into their 30s, into their 40s, even into their 50s. Like our fastest growing group of users is the over 40s who are flat sharing now. Mm -hmm. So there's a massive opportunity to sell ourselves as a site which really cares about who you live with and believes in flat sharing as a place, as a thing that can enrich your lives rather than just be something you have to do. You have yeah. to live in some crap property yeah, or somebody you hate. We see it as a fantastic way of living. You can live with people you've never met before, but that you get along with and that can enrich your life and give you a different perspective. And the way that we're developing our tech and the algorithms that we're building to be able to help you find good people to live with mm -hmm. is our, the basis of our branding and how we're going to push ourselves forward over the next few years. Okay. And would that be through social media? Would that be public advertising? Uh, social media is key. Um, in terms of direct traffic, Google Ads is still number one in terms of how effective it is in driving use to your site. In terms of brand building, you're right, social media, Facebook, but now more Instagram is massive and getting people onto the site and getting awareness raised. Even in the last year, we've seen a shift from Facebook was very effective. Now, you know, Instagram, everyone's just on Instagram yeah, all course. day, which is quite depressing, but it's the way people <laughs> live now. Um, YouTube's obviously a big one. I think Kalika have kind of led the way and you guys have been brilliant in, you know, your, the way you, you know, use that channel and it's something we're going to try and push further forward. 
and there will be you know there's a big space for PR we've, we've done a lot of PR work recently okay and there'll be you know more out of home you know above the ground commuter advertising as well okay so like tubes and stuff like that yeah it's you know it's a tough one it's you know we want to experiment with it and we realise that it's harder to measure exact performance <laughs> but you know, we want to get in people's eyelines. We want to get in front of people. Um, and that's one of the best ways to do it. Okay. Okay. That's quite interesting. In, in regards to, well, the way that I personally would push YouTube, like we were saying mm. um, before off air, would be using other people's ideas to leverage your brand. Yeah. Um, just to recap what we were talking about, Foot Asylum and how they um, targeted a group of individuals who are specifically targeted to, the, to their market and foot asylum are like a shoe, um, young teenagers, that's what they were targeting. Mm. But then the YouTube, YouTubers that they were specifically use are those people who are watching them. Mm. So they would ask, and if for for example, this guy, his name's Chunks. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great name. Yeah, he's about 20. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he is a big guy in both aspects yeah. of YouTube and yeah. you know size. <laughs> But um, he's he his target the people that watch his videos are about thirteen to sixteen years old, and they specifically asked him to do a video with Foot Asylum targeting um, sponsoring the entire video, so they've converted that into a leisurable video and mm. an entertainment and a piece of entertainment that people would be watching. Yeah, and unconsciously they would have Foot Asylum all over the place and yeah. be sponsoring it, so it will bring a lot of brand awareness mm. for their for their brands is that yeah. something that you would be thinking to be implemented? it is i mean we've toyed with influencer marketing previously and mm -hmm. we've done bits and pieces of it i think the challenge to a business like ours an online business is that it's easy in a way for a company like foot asylum or a company that's selling a product to get success from from that kind of marketing mm -hmm. you see you know, Instagram influencers selling everything from like coconut water and whatever, because you just get a code, you click it and, and then you <laughs> buy the product. With us, we can target a specific demographic, but that demographic won't be moving the whole time. Mm -hmm. So we could be pushing ads to people in their mid twenties who have got a property and won't move for a year, in which case it's almost wasted yeah, of course. marketing. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, a, it's something it's a balancing act between driving marketing that's going to convert right now to, as you say, driving brand awareness that makes sure that we're front and centre people's brains when they next look for a property, for a property or a flatmate. Okay. So, so do you use Google Ads to target specific people in terms of like cookies and stuff like that? It's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's PPC, which is just search ads, um, which, you know, you, you, you ensure that you're top of the search engine for, you know, the most important keywords. But there's also cookies, there's also a lot of um, retargeting going on. So you can, once somebody's hit a certain page, you can you know, retarget those users. And that's that's one of the most effective in terms of conversion rates. Okay. There's also a lot of work they can do around display advertising. So ensuring that you are in people's eyelines once they've been on the site. And it's amazing the kind of stuff you can do now. I mean, Airbnb have done a lot with this, but once you've hit some properties on the site, you can be constantly mm -hmm. showing those properties or showing those flatmates continuously. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of online digital marketing tools which we're really maxing out on. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got a great digital marketing team in-house that are kind of driving down our cost of conversion on those channels. Mm -hmm. But as I say, the, the 
exciting part of the next year is how do we push out and do more you know awareness raising pieces okay is that something you need to be figuring out or is that something you think you've figured out i don't yeah we, we haven't mastered it yet we, we're kind of dipping our toes in now and do you think the app's going to take it to the next level i think the app's going to be brilliant for engagement so for, for agents <laughs> landlords they ironically those have been the user groups have been telling us we want the app of course because you know, they're on all day that they want to get their notifications straight in. If they get a message, they don't have to log back into our yeah, site, exactly. which that is, is quite kind of tedious. A point yeah, of friction. For sure. Um, so it's definitely going to increase reply rates and increase conversions, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And our kind of millennial flat share users, they're kind of used to using apps as well. So I think it will definitely be a big strength and it's something we've wanted to get live for a while it's taken a, l- a lot longer than we'd hope yeah. to be. <laughs> as you know these things take a long time to develop but we're really excited to get that live and okay. i think as you say it will it will increase awareness massively have you done like a comparison to baddie and spare room because baddie's app i personally would think is a lot better than the spare room mm. but spare room's interface in comparison to the website and the app I would prefer to use the mm. application on the phone mm. than to use the website. Mm. What kind of features are you guys offering on the on the app? It's it's kind of slimmed down initially, so you, you, we've kind of taken out a lot of the crap in a way. Yeah. We, we haven't just put everything onto the app. We've we've optimized the app for engagement, mm-hmm. so that it'll be very very easy to message, very quick and seamless to do that. Mm-hmm. And we envisage most people downloading the app to be on the website first. So it's a lot easier to market a website because you can go through the Google ads, you can go through the PPC. Whereas with an app, it's a whole other marketing budget to get yourself high in the app store. Mm -hmm. I think that will develop over time, but initially it will be people that have been on the site, listed a property or started looking, and then we move them across once they've started engaging and messaging. Okay. What about the features on on Ideal Flatmate? Because... We would be using all three of the platforms, Betty Spare Room mm. and um, Ideal Flatmate itself. One of the features that I would say, which has been really beneficial for us, is the fact that when we send in, when we get a message mm. from a tenant, their phone numbers already popped up. Okay. And we would, well, what I would tell the agents is to straight away take them off of Ideal Flatmate and go mm. direct to their phone. So it's an instant reply mm. with a text message because mm. it'd be easier for them to reply to us, easier for us to close our deals or just straight away, call him straight mm. away. Um, we would do a text message and then we'll call him and then we'll send him a message on um, Ideal Flatmate. But we'll do all three at the same time, but yeah. it would be in that chronological order. Mm. Is that a feature that you would possibly remove to, to build more traction on, your, on, on the site? It's a tricky one because if it's at this stage, we're all about growth. Mm-hmm. So we're about increasing usage of the site um if if that's a massive benefit to agents and landlords such as yourselves they then we don't want to turn it off of course but ultimately long term we want more people using our site longer so it could be something that we look to potentially charge for or in build into you know the way that the site works rather than allowing mm-hmm. you to take it off um offline but okay for now it's not something we're looking to change Okay. Um, it's good to hear that it's seen as a beneficial and a positive for us. Yeah, of course. Or even possibly 
I think you guys did have um, like a reveal button mm. where you you obviously could track if they're clicking that button mm. and see if they revealed that information and then you could give your agent or landlord those statistics in mm. terms of who found those informa- found that information for you. Mm. Is that something you might possibly put? Well, yeah, we're, 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 we're pairing up with a company who does all of that tracking. Okay. So we'll start to see better data in terms of who's clicking those numbers, how is it getting through? How are people calling? How many a day? And what's the kind of engagement like? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also important for security because not everyone wants to put their phone numbers direct on the site. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's it's something we've kind of, it's, we're open to changing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think about the market now in terms of the room let demand? Is it in a positive position for yourselves or? It's, I mean, there's a lot of rooms out there. I think at the moment, there's almost like too much supply and the demand's kind of dropped back a bit recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a symptom of, you know, February to April was always quite a slow time and inquiries have kind of dropped off a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, as, as we all know, flat sharing is kind of here to stay and, and the rental market is growing very fast. Of course. The build to rent market is growing very, very quickly in the UK. And it's interesting to see the way the market is shifting to more, more professional market because I think from what we've heard, anyway, five to ten years ago, there were a lot of kind of cowboys out there in terms of you know like dodgy landlords, agencies yeah, course, that were not really providing the right level of service to tenants. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely shifting as kind of people are expecting more from their properties. People are expecting a higher level of service. Yeah, and I think course. that that's. That's here to stay, really, and it'd be interesting to see who takes advantage of that. Yeah, of course. Something that we've adapted in, a, in our business is mm. really pushing um, the compatibility because we, we target landlords who have a spare room in their properties or lodges. Yeah. So we'll tell them, um, we're going to send you multiple people to your property of what fit your criteria already, which mm. is very similar to a working professional or a male, just very simple. And then they will meet them asking questions in terms of who they are as individuals. Mm. And if they feel comfortable, that's when we would be able to close the deal for the landlords, making sure that they have someone who they feel safe and compatible with, mm. which is really good for you guys because that's what you guys are doing as well. And um, building your brand around that is, is really positive. Mm. Um, as another question, not necessarily to direct it to Idle Flatmate for yourself, is investing into properties something that you're looking to, to do? I mean, it's not something I've had on my horizon up till now. Um, but there's no reason yeah, why not in the future. I think our kind of sole focus has been on building Idea Flatmate and getting it going and really now, you know, progressing with the exciting plans we've got. But it's definitely something in the future that, you know, we could either invest as a company or, yeah. you know, individually. Um, there are a lot of opportunities out there. Okay. Um, Probably take some tips from you then. <laughs> I wouldn't say take any tips from us right now, but yeah. in the future, hopefully we would we could do something. Oh, so you guys are kind of moving into, isn't it? But yeah, we're moving from, um, well, as an agency, we're moving on from um, the Roomlet company, mm. mainly because of the tech, um, the fee change and the fee ban is going to just ruin the margins that we're making at the moment. Yeah. And it's not necessarily too worth what we want to do. And the direction for myself and as, as an individual and the company that I want to push it into it's always been investing into mm. properties, along building long-term wealth and building a bigger company which is s- sustainable. 
um, in comparison to a very sales dominant company. So you have to be making sales yeah. to, to keep the, the business alive um, in comparison to passive income where you have a property which is going to be generating you money on a constant basis. Mm. But it's going to be very similar to what we, we're doing at the moment with roomettes. So we're yeah. going to have HMOs, um, large properties where we're going to find perfect people to live in the property. So mm. they're going to be in a, in a home. And then it would build, you know, good ROIs on a monthly basis, build good cash flow just to re-inject into the business on a regular basis. Yeah. So you take over the whole ownership of the property. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not necessarily looking to invest our money. So we're going to find investors to JV with us or joint ventures or um, a loan and then use their money to literally wash their money and then return their money. And then it's going to be um, a cash flow and generating property for us. Mm. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, have you got any other questions for me? No, really nice to chat to you. Yeah, more um, than welcome. Yeah. Um, if the if well, well, do you have any socials that you could plug? To be honest, if you if, where can they find Ideal Flatmate? Yeah, I mean, check us out on. I mean, we're at Ideal Flatmate across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So check us out on there, mm-hmm. and the site is IdealFlatmate.co.uk. So if you're looking for a, a new flatmate, check us out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Thank you very much, Tom, for coming down to meet us. Um, that's been Calico Properties. Thank you.